Welcome to episode 19 of ShimmyCast. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. This week, we have an interview with Lena Regina, the organizer of ShimmyFest. And the review is of the DVD, Belly Queen, Belly Dance Jam. The music for this week's show is from Me Joy and Tim Rayborn. Of course, we also have the usual news recap and answers to the question of the week. So let's get started. Selena Regina was very gracious to answer our question of the week. And I was wondering if you had a quick, funny story that you could share with our listeners about something funny that happens in class one time or something. You know, I don't know if it was very funny, but I offended <laughs> a lady one time. Um, <laughs> we, we, had a, we have this turn in one of our choreographies, and it's called a bitch turn. Um, of course, they use that word on TV and radio and everything nowadays. It's not even a really a dirty word anymore. It's just kind of <laughs> typical word to use nowadays. And we have this turn called the bitch turn, and I didn't think anything of it. We're a bunch of adults in the classroom. It's not like I have any kids, and most of the women in my class are like thirty, you know, thirty and older. And you know, I was like breaking it down. I'm like, you know, you're, you're like going, you know. Maya, Maya, turn, turn, bitch, turn, da, 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 like, not thinking that it might offend someone, and a lady stopped in the middle of the class and started yelling at me and saying, I can't believe you're saying that word, and you're going to go to hell, and all these different things, and she's like, I am a Christian woman, and la, la, and I'm standing there going, oh, my, she's like, I can't believe this is happening. And I just didn't know what to say or do, and I just stood there, and she walked out, and I thought, you know, if you have a problem with something that's going on in the classroom, it's probably best etiquette to to wait till the class is over with and talk to the teacher discreetly and just say, (laughs) you know, this word bothers me, but she made this huge deal and blew up and walked out, and all the students stood there, and they were stunned, and I'm stunned, and then after she stormed out, we just started laughing because we were like, it's not really a bad word anymore. And um, so that's kind of a funny thing. So I, I, it's, I don't know if it's really funny or kind of sad. I, I don't know. Um, and one other time, I had a lady show up at random. She just walked in. I didn't know who she was. And she was taking the class, and she kept getting right in my personal space. I mean, she was not even an inch away from me. And she was just like, I felt like she was molesting me. And I kept having to move away, move away. And she would, she kept getting closer and closer. And I was like, you know, I can't dance if you're on me. And she was like practically humping me. <laughs> and then she kept saying, you come to my home and teach me to dance in my kitchen. I want to learn to dance in my kitchen. And I was like, wow. But, um, no. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that's really any etiquette. I guess to stay in your personal space yeah, yeah. would be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and to not I get in the weird. teacher's space. <laughs> yes, please don't get in the teacher's space. I need at least two feet around me at all times, at least. <laughs> so, 
I'm not kidding. She was so close that I could see the pores in her face. So oh, it was my very, goodness. very scary. And I, thank God it was a female and not a male dancer because I think I probably would have slugged them. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So I would say personal space is definitely some etiquette. As you can tell, those stories really had me cracking up as she was telling them to me. Um, and I'll share a quick story. Um, the first semester I was teaching, I had some rather boisterous students who, um, they were just always loud and erupting. And anytime I'd say something, they were like, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. And, you know, or if I'd make a joke, they would just be like, oh, that is the funniest thing, the funniest thing. You're so funny. You're so witty. Um, as well as just... I, I just, I really, I'm doing a bad job of describing it. They they were just totally boisterous and very interfering with class because they were so loud. And they would talk to each other, only they wouldn't, like, be whispering to each other. They would be talking out loud to each other, you know, nearly yelling at each other, and they were standing right next to each other. And it wasn't until about halfway through the session that I got to class early one time and one of the other ladies got to class early and they hadn't come in a couple of weeks. And I said, so where have you been? What's been going on? I haven't seen y'all. And this was actually the, the closest I had ever gotten to them in class because most of the time they stand in the back. And the one girl said, well, I'm not sure where so-and-so was. I don't, I, I can't even remember their names now. <laughs> And, um, and she said, yeah, she didn't, she never showed up at the bar. And I said, the bar, what do you mean? And it was at that point that she had told me that the two of them would meet at a bar for happy hour before class and knock back about three margaritas each and then come to my class. <laughs> so... I, of course, I was just dumbfounded because I'm like, and I just sat there and I was like, why are you drinking before class? And she was like, oh, it's to loosen us up because we're so nervous and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is there to be nervous about with belly dancing? So, um, yeah, in class, I kind of made an announcement and asked people to be sure not to come to class drunk. Because aside from the whole issue of not necessarily being in control of your behavior and perhaps interrupting the class as being so boisterous and enthusiastic, um, I, I just wasn't going to take any chances with liability if somebody injured themselves because they were drunk. <laughs> but it just it floored me that People thought it would be all right to come to class inebriated. So that's kind of my funny story. And um, it, it's sad because now we do make announcements in the beginning of classes to ask people not to drink before they come to class, particularly if we're going to be working with balancing props or something like that. It's it's just, oh, it, the mind boggles.
And now for your shimmy cast news. September 28th, Jawah Hair Dance Company's second annual gala and fundraiser in Minneapolis, Minnesota. September 29th, Gypsy Fire will be performing at River's Edge Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. September 29th through October 1st, Haseem and Serena Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in Bristol, United Kingdom. September 30th, Cami Little of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Boston, Massachusetts. September 30th, Margot will be teaching in New York, Pennsylvania. September 30th through October 1st, Sonia of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. September 30th through October 1st, the first Australian Tribal and Trance Festival in Katooba, Blue Mountains, New South Wales, Australia. September 30th through October 1st, Jillian of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Malaroco, Spain. October 1st, Petite Jamila of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Orlando, Florida. October 1st, Cami Little of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in New York City, New York. October 5th through the 8th, Hasim and Serena Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in London, England. October 6th, Club Raksha will be having workshops featuring Rose from Perth in Doncaster, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. October 6th through 8th, Shimmy Fest Workshops and Stage Show in Fayetteville, Arkansas. October 7th, Sonya of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Buffalo, New York. October 7th, Synergy Rhythm and Dance Belly Dance so- Showcase in Bloomington, Illinois. October 7th, Jillian of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in North Hollywood, California. October 7th, Workshops and Shows in Berkeley, California. October 8th, Sonia of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. October 8th, Zoe of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Buffalo, New York. October 12th through the 15th, Jillian of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Sao Paulo, Brazil. October 13th through 15th, Hasim and Serena Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in Dublin, Ireland. October 13th through 15th, Tito and Workshop in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. October 14th, Zoe of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in San Anselmo, California. October 14th, Cami Little of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. October 14th, workshop with Keita of Boston and Montpelier, Vermont. There will be a show that evening starting at 7.30. October 14th, Sony of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Homewood, Alabama. October 14th through 15th, the Durga Tour featuring Gothic Belly Dance Workshops by Tempest and Alira and includes a fusion tribal Gothic-themed Hafla Hips Noir, will be held at the Clarion Inn in Springfield, Missouri. October 15th, Petite Jamila of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. October 15th, Focus on Finger Symbols and Shimmies Workshop in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
October 15th through 14th, the semi-annual Dancers Bazaar will be held in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. This is a shopping mecca for the belly dance student, professional, and curious alike. October 15th, Sonia of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Cimarron, Georgia. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's review is of the DVD Belly Queen Belly Dance Jam and is reviewed by Anala Rabari. Belly Queen is a New York-based dance troupe founded by Amar Gamal and Kashi. This DVD features three sections, introduction, technique, and improvisation. It covers both performance quality techniques and social club dancing techniques. They do a great job of breaking down movements with clear directions and descriptive language, like rooting your heels into the earth. The moves that they teach are then put together into a cute little routine that they call BQ Boogie. I like that they go through the routine at two different speeds, and they break it into two sections. Although when they get to the performance of the routine in a nightclub setting, It looks like a quirky cross between belly dancing and country line dancing. The improvisation section covers some great ideas for practicing improv, such as dancing to different parts of the music, meaning dancing to the beats as opposed to the melody at certain points, and how to improvise with a partner, such as marrying each other or synchronizing with each other. Special features include two montage videos of Belly Queen performing around the world and with belly dance superstars, as well as a solo from each girl. There are also interviews with various belly dancers and musicians about being a dancer, how Belly Queen got started, making the music for the DVD, and Arabic music in general. This is a very informative exercise educational DVD and I would recommend it to anybody. This week's first song is Slow Motion from the album Fata Morgana by Mijo.
you may have noticed that currently on our blog, we are having a bit of difficulty with our Frapper map. It's um, been removed for the moment. Uh, Frapper changed the HTML code that they use for to link to maps. And so there was actually somebody else's map on the blog for a couple of days. And um, we just haven't been able to get their new code to work with the blogging service that we use. And we'll, we'll get it fixed as soon as we can. Because I know you all like the Frapper map. And I personally love it because I love seeing where everybody's at that listen to the show. Until then, though, if you have feedback you want to send us, you can always email us at shimmycast at gmail.com. You can always post on the forum, which there's a link to off the blog, shimmycast.blogspot.com. Feel free to send us an audio. Uh, you can vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle, and you can leave reviews on iTunes. And, you know, if you haven't signed up on the Frapper Map yet, Keep checking the blog to see when it gets updated. We get it all fixed. And if you have signed up on the Frapper Map, don't worry. We haven't lost you. You're still on the Frapper Map. The Frapper Map just isn't on the blog right now. And like I said, we'll get it all fixed. So recently I had the opportunity to have a phone interview with Lena Regina and I thought this would be really cool um, to share with you guys as far as some of the background aspects of trying to organize a workshop for belly dancers and what it takes and all the time and planning and effort that goes into it as well as just letting you guys know um, what the Shimmy Fest event is all about. This is one event that I get to go to pretty regularly since it is just in my backyard. So I wanted to share it with you guys. So this is my interview with Lena Regina. And I'm here with Lena, who is the organizer of Shimmy Fest. And first of all, let's uh, just tell us a little bit about your dance background. How long have you been dancing? Uh, what made you start belly dancing? That type of thing. Okay. Um, I started dance in January of 1998. I was working at Walmart headquarters, and one of my coworkers that sat behind me had gotten hold of a Jones Center booklet, and they were offering free belly dance lessons, and he dared me to take the lesson. And I went to the Jones Center and found that the classes were a lot of fun, and I had such a good time that... I kept going. Great. So I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> Isn't it addictive? Very. <laughs> yes. Now, how did you first get involved with organizing Shimmy Fest? Well, there was a girl in town, Kayla, and she brought in Morocco in the year 2001 and brought her to the Fayetteville Town Center. And it was such a good time, and it was just such a huge event. And I asked her, you know, what are you going to do for 2002? And she said, well, nothing. And I thought, no, 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 we have to keep doing something. It's just too much fun. And she said, well, it's a big headache. It's a lot of work, and you don't make any money. And she's like, it's just awful. <laughs> just organizing is awful. 
and I said, no, I think I'll take on that project. I don't care if it's awful. It's just too much fun. We have to keep doing it. So the very first year um, that I did it in 2002, it was just kind of a smaller scale and just kind of testing the waters to see what would happen. And it just kind of took off from there. And what has your biggest reward been from organizing Jimmy Fest? Um, the satisfaction of knowing that I can do it. <laughs> saying, hey, I can do this. Um, also, you know, every year I donate to charity. It may not be huge amounts, but I usually, you know, if, if I have some money left over, I definitely donate to charity every year, no matter what. Um, last year we were able to donate over $600. So that was a really good thing, and it made me feel great that we could use belly dance towards something good. I'm hoping that we can, you know, donate again this year. And even if we don't make, you know, a ton, at least I can give 20 bucks to charity. I'll be happy with that. So um, to me, that's the most rewarding. And just to see people smiling and laughing and just having a good time. Right. What's been the biggest challenge of organizing an event like this? Time. (laughs) (laughs) Not having enough time and um, manpower, um, just trying to get everything organized, you know, oh, i got to send out a PSA here, setting up interviews, trying to get flyers out, trying to just get the word out. That's, that is the hardest part, getting the word out, because it seems like after, after the event, everyone seems to say, oh, I wish I had known about it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's the hardest part. Yeah. So, who are the workshop facilitators going to be this year, and how do you pick them from year to year? You mean like Princess Farhana? Yes, yes. Yes, um, she um, is just the craziest thing. Um, I had her here last year. Um, I went to Hollywood in 2004 and went to eat at a restaurant called the Muna Tunis. And I'm sitting there... And, you know, eating dinner, and here comes this belly dancer that just blew me away. She was just simply fantastic, and I was in awe. And I just couldn't believe how awesome she was. And after she got done performing, I told the wait staff, I was like, I got to meet that girl. I was like, I am a belly dancer in Arkansas. I said, they are doing things in California a lot different than we are in Arkansas. I said, I got to know this girl. So they took me back to her little dressing room or her little cubby hole. <laughs> yeah. And she showed me how to do a belly roll back there. And it was the coolest thing. And she was just so friendly and warm and exciting. And I thought, oh, I want to be around this lady. She's just the coolest person ever. And so I said, can you come to Arkansas and teach? And I didn't even know anything about her, never even heard of her. And I said, can you do that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, and she was like screaming, yeah, 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 and I was like, great, you're coming in 2005, <laughs> so we had her last year, and everybody had such a good time with her, they were begging me to bring her in again this year, so it was more just ever, the group, everyone that attended last year said, we've got to have her again this year, so um, we, um, we decided to bring her again in, in 2006, and um that's how that came about. Next year, I think we're going to try to bring in um, Amaya, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. So we just, I just kind of ask people, hey, who do you want to see come in? You know, who do you want to see teach? And so I just start asking people, and they start giving their opinions. 
it's kind of fun to, to try to choose. I would love to bring in a radio from Las Vegas sometime. That's, yeah. that's one that I definitely want to bring in. Yeah. But do you know what types of things Prentice for Harna is going to be covering in the workshops this year? Yes. She's teaching a very short oriental routine, um, a very small choreography that she says is a lot of fun and it's very easy to pick up. A lot of people just use like, the combinations in it. They don't typically perform it, but they use pieces of it. Right. And it's just a lot of great combinations. And then um, she's going to be teaching um, undulations, how to do belly rolls and all that body wave type of stuff. And then on Friday evening, separate from belly dance, I'm trying very hard to keep it separate, um, we are going to have a burlesque class because she is also a burlesque dancer but she does not advertise that along with belly dance so it's been kind of a hard thing to advertise because we don't want people being confused and saying oh burlesque and belly dance are the same thing right right and i know so it's um, been kind of hard yeah i can understand that and is she going to be covering uh, some zill and some veil work on saturday as well i thought i saw that in one of the press releases I don't believe so, but she okay. might. Okay. For Hana, she's she's kind of that type of person, just kind of, whoa, let's do this. And so yeah. I just tell people, be prepared. You don't know what she's going to pull out the bag. <laughs> yeah. So I know it seems like there have been some changes that have been made to Shimmy Fest this year. Um, I think there's a new venue and there may be some new vendors and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, every year we were doing Shimmy Fest at the Clarion, but the Clarion had already gotten booked up, so I started looking around, trying to find another ballroom that wasn't going to cost me a fortune, and um, we got the Radisson. Uh, they gave us a pretty big room for the price of the smaller room, so we fortunate enough to get a really, really big ballroom for the price of a smaller ballroom. So we decided to go with the Radisson this year. Although I want to stick with the Clarion, there's nothing wrong with the Radisson. It's just that, you know, I wanted to kind of keep it consistent in the same location. But that's okay. It's, it'll be good for change. Yeah. And um, as far as the the vendors, I mean, every year you have great vendors who carry all kinds of great products. Um, what kind of vendors can the people expect this year? Um, this year I have a lady bringing in silk sales. She's um, local. She makes um, veils for belly dancers. And then I also have a lady coming in with all kinds of fun jewelry. She was there last year. She had really great prices, and everybody went crazy over her stuff. <laughs> and then um, Jill is going to be vending. She's local to the area. She's got a lot of used and new things to vend. We, we tried to get... Um, yeah, you know, King of the Nile, but he couldn't make it this year, so... Oh, darn. Um, I think... I know, I know. I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed, but, you know, he's he's doing a lot of different things, and so maybe we can get him again next year, but... Right. Um, I think there's a lady coming with some Indian type of stuff. So oh, I'm cool. hoping that she calls or emails me because I had a major computer meltdown and lost her information. So she's listening to this. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> And what are your long-term goals related to Shimmy Fest? What would you like to see? How would you like to see it evolve in the coming years? Um, I would just like people to continue attending 
I'm just having a good time, and I'd like to still keep the price down. That's always the biggest complaint for people is they go to these different workshops all over the place, and they're usually $75, $85, onwards up to $100 and something dollars. And I'm trying to keep this low-priced for the dancers to be able to afford it so they can enjoy themselves. Um, I charge 55 advanced and 65 at the door, so it's like a $10 savings that everybody wants to take advantage of. Right. Um, and it just, to me, you know, being a single mom and you, and you have expenses and you don't have a whole lot of money for extras, I just try to charge just enough to, you know, break even. Um, this is not a money-making ad- adventure for me. Um, if they think this is a big money-making venture, they're welcome to try next year. <laughs> and they will soon realize that they're biting their all their fingernails off going, God, I hope I make enough money. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of expenses that come with putting on the event. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize what what goes into, you know, putting on this event and what goes what kind of money goes into it. So yeah. every year I just bite my nails, and I'm like, oh, please, I hope I make enough money to cover her teaching costs and hotel and airline and, you know, all this crazy stuff that i got to pay for. Right. Well, I know um, primarily in this area most of the troops are probably more cabaret style. Do you see in the future maybe bringing in some other styles of belly dance to be workshopped, like tribal or more Egyptian or Turkish or anything like that? Possibly, if there was a demand, but it just seems like everyone continues to ask for the cabaret. Yeah. Um, if I had enough people saying tribal, 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 then yeah, I probably would consider, maybe consider somebody who teaches both tribal and cabaret so that they could do two workshops in one day. You know, yeah. one that's cabaret and one that's tribal. So, so oh, that would yeah. appeal to everyone. Yeah, yeah. that sounds cool. Definitely. And of course, every year you always have a great stage show at the, at the end, kind of just to close the whole thing off. So do you know who all is going to be performing at the stage show and where they're going to be coming from? Um, you know, I've got, of course, Princess Farhana. Right. Um, excited about her, of course, because she always does an awesome job. Um, we've got Kitty Sparkle from Tulsa. They're called the Queens of Chaos. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just a great group. I love watching them. Um, there's a few people that are still kind of in the maybes. You know, everything right. seems to come down right to the very end. So I have some maybes right. that are coming. Um, two ladies coming from Hot Springs. One of them is a maybe. So she does come. They're going to perform. And they're just awesome. They did the spider dance oh, yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. So they... They are, I'm hoping they come in because I really want to see them dance again. So I've just got my fingers and toes crossed on all these different people. But, of course, we've got our local groups that are going to be performing. And, and I kind of hope this year to keep it the show a little bit shorter because every year it tends to go for two and a half hours, and it just seems <laughs> to kind of drag on. So my goal is an hour and a half this year. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to explain to our listeners what we were talking about with the spider dance, and uh, these ladies came last year, and they did. I can't even. Do you even remember what the song was? It was the song from The Cure. Yeah, and they they did this really 
neat kind of Halloween inspired dance with um, like spider looking masks and kind of cobwebs connecting to their arms and everything and it was very much a, a Halloween flavor. Yes, it was awesome. Like yeah. I want to they're going to teach it in Hot Springs in February. Oh cool. Workshop in February. Yeah, she's going to teach spider dance down there and I was like I'm in. Just tell me when I'm there. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I just love that because, you know, the event takes place in October, and so it's starting to get, everyone's kind of starting to get in the Halloween mood, and then they did this awesome spider dance, and it was just like, oh, cool! <laughs> I wanted to do Thriller this year, but we just didn't have enough time, but we wanted to choreograph Michael Jackson's Thriller, kind of a tribute <laughs> to Halloween, but it just, it just didn't pan out, so maybe next year, but... I was, you know, last year we did Phantom of the Opera because we were trying to, you know, go with the whole spooky theme. And I every year I try to do an opening to the show that's a little quirky and unique and make people talk. Right. I want people to talk. Right. And so every year we try to open it up with something quirky. And people, they really talk last year about Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. So <laughs> they I think they're did. still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was really neat with all the black light effects and, and the black lights with all the white veils. It was a really neat effect. And the candles, and it was just yeah. a little out-of-control fun, and I think it made a lot of people talk, and it confused people, which was really neat. So yeah. <laughs> I like a little confusion. This year, we're doing something that's going to be a little fun, but not as spooky or you know, quirky, but I think the audience will like it because it's a lot of participation. So. Yeah. I'm going to keep that a secret. Okay, yeah. We don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> if if yeah. you listeners want to know, you have to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, how far in advance do you have to start planning Shimmy Fest? Because I know, like, last year I, I went to Shimmy Fest, and you were actually able to make the announcement at Shimmy Fest last year that Princess Farhana was coming back. So it seems like you almost have to start planning next year's event before this one's even over. Yes. And I'm actually going to contact the person that I would like to have next year. I haven't contacted her yet, but um, if she says yes, then of course I'm going to make the announcement. Um, I think we might bring in Amaya. Right. Either Amaya or um, I would love to have a radio. I just think she's fantastic. So, um, you know, or if somebody has suggestions, I'm open to suggestions and ideas, you know. Um, so yeah, definitely start planning a year in advance, you know, trying to get that squared away, find out how much they're going to cost me <laughs> and how much I'm going to have to charge people and how many people I'll need at that price to, to break even. So, right. Yeah. Definitely. Takes about a year to plan. Wow. Okay. So for a dancer who has never been to a workshop, can you explain what a difference going to a workshop can make to their dancing? Um, well, it will get them addicted even more. <laughs> so, <laughs> they'll show up and see all these women of every shape and size and every age and, you know, short, tall, big, small, it doesn't matter. And they're just all in there having such a good time. And they see all these sparkly costumes hanging up for sale and all the noise and the, the, just the whole atmosphere. And, you know, usually when somebody shows up for their very first time, they're a little intimidated, you know, because they're not sure what to expect. But once they, they're in it, they're just overwhelmed and excited. 
Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I can't wait for the, when's the next workshop and where is it at? And, you know, it's, oh, what's going on in Dallas? Can we go down there? And it's just kind of, um, I just tell people to expect to smile a lot and have a good time and to make new friends. Yeah, and and I know that's one thing I always love about Shimu Fest, and you always do such a good job with it. But I I always love walking in the room, and there are belly dancers from all over the region, and it's like, yes, I'm in a room with a hundred other women who have the same passion that I do. Exactly, and nobody's there to judge anyone. Exactly. Yes, I know. It's I love that. I know it's always such a feel good atmosphere, and. Um, we have a new student of ours who's working on her first solo routine and she's like, well, it's not going to be done in time for Shimmy Fest this year. And she was like, but maybe next year. And then she was like, oh no, I don't think I'm good enough. And I was like, no, Shimmy Fest is the best place to go and debut something because you're in front of a ton of other dancers who understand. Exactly. They, they will sympathize with you. They know what it's like to do your first solo. So you can't yeah. be in a more supportive environment. Yeah, it's a lot of support. And that's what I love about Shimmy Fest is everybody is there wanting to have a good time. Nobody's there angry or sad. It's just, I don't know, it's just a, world, a whirlwind for me. It just feels like it happened and then it's gone. And I kind of almost have like, um, you know, like when women have babies, like postpartum depression. I almost yes. feel like that after Shimmy Fest. <laughs> Well, that's because you do it so well, and you it seems like you just have this so organized down to the every last dotted I and cross T. It really, every time I go, it seems like it's just pulled off very effortlessly. And I know that's because you're well, doing so much work ahead of time. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, if you can see me behind the scenes, there's a lot of times where I start crying. And it's not because I'm mad or angry. It's just an overwhelming feeling of, I did it, and I'll cry. And after, after the show is over with, I usually go hide in the corner and just let it out and cry. And if people knew that, they, they would probably think I'm just crazy. Well, of course they know now because I'm telling you. But <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually sit there and cry because I'm like, sad that it's over with but happy (laughs) (laughs) so every year i cry i know i'm a wuss but it's just it's a a great feeling you know i can't explain it it's it's something uh, just to cry over and i just need to let it out yes and i say i did it (laughs) well now that we've talked so much about this event we need to let the listeners know how they can register for this event if they're interested in going because we've talked about it so much and they're just like it sounds so cool I have to go I have to go yeah well they can go to the website and it's shinnyfest.com that's the best way to get a hold of me is just to go on there and email me um, and just send me a message and then I can just let them know how to register by, you know, they can pay by PayPal or mailing me a check or bringing it to me in person at one of my classes. Um, a lot of people, the PayPal, you know, fact that they can just, you know, send me a payment right through PayPal and they're done. Right. And um, a, lo- a lot of people love that because they want their, their check card, debit card, or whatnot. And so they can definitely go to Shimmy Fest 
com and get a hold of me through the website. And there will be links in our show notes to the ShimmyCast website so our listeners can go to the radio program website and then they'll be able to find your website that way as well. Yes. Yes. Well, Lena, it has been a pleasure talking to you and thank you for taking the time to let me interview you and let all of my listeners know about this awesome event that you organize year after year and thank you also for organizing Shimmy Fest because it does a world of good to the belly dancers in this area who have come to it year after year. Good. Thank you. I appreciate you interviewing me. It was fun. So I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Lena Regina. And again, there will be links in the show notes to Shimmy Fest. If you want to check out the event, learn a little more about it. And like I said, I will be going to Shimmy Fest. And hopefully I'm going to be able to interview Princess Farhana as well as get some sound clips from other dancers who are going to be attending it as well. I'm kind of hoping to sort of accost dancers, not really accost them, but I'm hoping I'll be able to get a lot of different people to volunteer to answer some of our questions of the week. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun because you'll probably get a variety of dancers answering a lot of the questions that we've had in the past. And it'll be fun because then you can hear other people's opinions about what's been going on in the belly dance world. And speaking of questions of the week, it is time for the new question, which is, what is the most unusual place you've performed or been asked to perform? And to answer, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to our form board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This song is Tass from the album The Path Beyond by Tim Rayborn. I hope you all enjoy, and until next week, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycastgmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.